tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Damn! What's our intro song? Everybody yeah. Well, this is like the drumline version of Monday Night Football. <laughs> I is like that, it. Yeah, you know about that? It's all wrapped up. Like the southern, what? southern Bayou. What's up, After Buzzers? Tina, don't ever do that, Dan. Like, <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our Monday Night Football After Show. What? We're on. Like what are we on? Week twelve. <laughs> Yeah. Is week 12? We're on week 12. All right. I am your host, Christina Kaplan. I'm joined by... Thaddeus uh, Massey. <laughs> I like how he had to think about his name. No, I thought I was going to change But I don't have right. to think about mine. I am Kevin John. Thank you guys so much for watching. I got the smile. I got the smile. I'm feeling good. Oh, wait, it's me. Hey, guys, I'm Z. I'm actually smiling at how bad the Jets played tonight. Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right, before all of our Jets talk, yes, we have a very special guest today, Mr. Dale Moss. Dale Moss. Yeah. He. Hold on. NFL. Yes. NFL plan. Dale Moss. Can you let me introduce him? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gosh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Free agent, wide receiver, baller over here for the Jets. If you need someone to help you, clearly, you should um, call up Mr. Dale here because we know that. All right, so let's talk about that right now. He stands at 6'3, 215. What's your 40 time? What you run 40? Uh, 438. He runs a 438. That was mine. That was mine back in the day. Okay. He's also a supermodel as well. You guys may not know about that. He, hey. cur- he currently is doing Beckham's underwear line. So, ladies, oh. make sure you Google that. See, that's where you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Jack, a jack of all trades. That's you know? ba- <laughs> oh, that makes me nervous. Uh, Why? Because as soon as Sanchez started doing GQ, it went... Yeah, but look at Dale oh, yeah. compared to Mark Sanchez. I'm, not, exactly. I'm talking about nothing to do with looks. I'm just talking about mixing the two. Hey, I'm probably got to eat, okay? No, I got <laughs> Thank you. My question gotta is, eat. Thank you. Wait, time out. When you brought up the Jets to begin with, you said you'd sign with them. That's my question, and if you can't answer it, because this is maybe an inappropriate question, just tell me that's fine. But as a free agent, do you feel like other... Would you say yes to any team? I mean, it, there's, there's certain the things Jets. that... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say you say yes to any team, but when you're trying to get back in the league, you know, it's, it's not like you can just go try out for somebody. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate to have uh, good representation and have, you know, a lot of interest from teams. It's, it's a waiting game. Um, and then, you know, a lot of players, they have to weigh what they have going on outside of football. When you are a free agent, you know, you have uh, different things come up. It just depends how much effort and, you know, what you have going on outside of it. And it's just that, you know, give and take. Do you want to let go of this or go for that, you know? Um, You know, my position, uh, you know, I've got a lot of positive things going on outside of football, but that's uh, that's where my heart's at, you know? So football, you know, I train still, uh, you know. I'm training every day and every just making sure I'm ready. So that's where I want to be is on that field. Now, out of curiosity, how much? Obviously, we know that it is a talent-based, you know, sport. Especially uh, being a receiver, it's a skilled position. How much does would you say politics goes into you know who lands with what team and <laughs> who gets picked up? I mean, if you could oh give God. us, we're just, we're just, we just came up oh with a big gun. Oh, no. <laughs> honestly, uh, there, there's so many talented players. There's there's a ton of talented players who aren't playing right now um a lot of it uh is is really getting in the right place uh at the right time and then staying healthy you know Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing um and as you know one mistake can kind of affect your career in a negative way having one good play can really put you in the right position and you know what a lot of a lot of fans look at as well is um obviously 
you know, great players make plays. And, you know, schematically, too, that's that's what football is, you know. It's it's a it's a game of smarts, too. So if you're put in good positions, uh, it allows you to have, you know, good success as well. But um, politically, uh, you know, people are people. So, you know, those relationships are valuable. But if, if you're if you're making it happen on the field, you're going to play. That's Move just, the mic closer to your mouth. I think we have some feet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you got go. Got a little better? Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you're making plays, you're going to play. So there's just no getting around it. So that's got to be every player's focus. Just make sure they're producing. You guys ever watch Key and Peele? Yes. And you know they do that Obama and Leroy thing? Where where uh, one of them does Obama and then the other one, one. You haven't seen that skit? Well, they do a skit where one of them is Obama. Obama. And then hold on, I'm going to listen. So one of them does Obama, and then the other one is Leroy, his alter ego, who really says what Obama is really saying behind being the political guy. So right now, I'm gonna let him be Obama, and I'm gonna be Leroy, and I'm gonna say hell. Yeah, there's effing politics in football. There's politics <laughs> in sports. It's just he gave a very good answer. This guy, you should run for office one day because you yeah. gave, hey. gave very, really two, <laughs> two, good, two good diplomatic answers. And there, hell yeah, there's politics. It's worse politics in sports because the lifespan is so short. And you're a freaking gymnast. You're a grandma by the time you're 18 years old. So think about how much time you have to actually. Accomplish anything, Thaddeus. I think this is the most fired up I've ever seen you on this show. What are you talking about? I'm fired up all the time. Okay, well, you mentioned Dale being a jack of all trades. You uh, also, in case you guys didn't know this, played basketball at South Dakota State. Is that right? Yeah, I was a basketball player for four years. Uh, I only played one season of football. I only played eight games. I didn't play our first three games in college uh, football. Um, and then and the, one, the, one the, two. Who's the one or two. The one or two. Uh, I came in as a point guard uh-huh. and I finished as a three. So, uh, oh wow! But I kind of played all agile, the time, so right? Yeah. I like to play above the rim a little bit. Yeah, first first love for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Then I missed football. Went out. Uh, ended up having some success, and you know. So 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 when it. when you were in college and playing basketball and doing your thing on the court, you know, what inspired? Uh, what made you want to go back into football? You know, because obviously, you know, you you were pretty dude. You know, on the court. <laughs> what made you want to put back on the that pe- the freaking? Did you cover up the mug. You said you were pretty dude. You said that. Yeah, no, I was like, oh. you know, I mean that in a very. It's okay. I feel uncomfortable now. I'm so uncomfortable. Kevin makes so us feel right uncomfortable now. every single day, so don't worry All about right. it. That's uh, what I'm here for. That's it's what probably going to happen a couple more times in the show. All right. Well, I've, I've got thick skin, so I think I'm all right. Good. But, and I'm fast, so if i got to get out of here, I'm going to get 4.3 speed. Yeah. But, oh um, you know, uh, oh basketball is my first love, but football, I was recruited, and, uh, you know, during my whole basketball span in college, uh, the football coaches still wanted me to play, and... It was something that I could never go back to do if I passed up that opportunity. I could have signed with an agent and played basketball overseas or something like that, but I could never go back and play football. So I never wanted to look and be like, what if? Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, the biggest reason was because people said that there's no way I would have success in football after sitting out that long and right. playing. And for me, that's, like, kind of how I approach anything. Like, why not? Like, I feel like I can do anything I want to. You know, it's just about being able to devote that time. So, of course. Uh, Can you coach the Jets to a winning uh, franchise? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why not? Hey, uh, you know, well, they currently have a coach right now, but uh, if the opportunity presents itself down the road, you know, maybe I'll have to try to tackle that one, too. <laughs> so do you, do you miss basketball at all? Yeah, I, I miss it. I, I love it. You know, basketball is uh, is was my first love. Uh, you know, I would say, obviously, right along with football, you know, hand-in-hand, hand, uh, two favorite sports. And I think the reason, you know, the biggest adjustment I had to make was in basketball, I could make an impact on the offensive side and the defensive side, you know, or, you know, I, even if I wasn't scoring, I could have a really big impact on the game. Right. Football's so segmented, which is tough, and that was the toughest thing. For the me patience. To too. Yeah, yeah. Like you have yeah. your offense, your defense, you know, special yeah. teams, and you know, there's six, seven different units in different meeting rooms, and you come together during practice. You're really only, to get, only together for a few hours a day when you're really at the facility for about eight or nine. That's true. Energy it wise, like- it, I wanted to ask him, energy-wise, how do you feel as far as the difference in energy? Because, you know, you when you're playing basketball, you know, you don't have helmet syndrome like, yeah. like you know, like football players do. And, you know, you, you, on, what, what's helmet syndrome? 
Well, it's like, you know, the, the ball players, they go out, they pop more bottles, they wear more jewelry, and they play football because no one can see their face. Oh. So it's the recognizability, whereas basketball players, you see them performing. You see their face. You recognize them while they're playing. So but, so that's what you would say Johnny Manziel has, helmet syndrome? No, everybody knows Johnny Manziel. <laughs> He's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, I disagree. That's, the, that's another comment. I disagree. I disagree too. Okay. Well, you talk, guys heard. We can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk but about I, later because it's news. But real quick, I want to know, what's the difference in, in feeling of the energy and rush between basketball and football away from your passion? Just like, because you have way more people on a football field, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But then, of course, in the basketball arena, it's the people are like right there. It's more yeah, They're right there. Plus, it is more intimate. Plus, you don't have the helmet on. So you have yeah. that more that, that relationship going on what can you like just give, give us an insight on basketball the you know and, and there's so many so many momentum swings which so you're getting energy like the whole game and you know like whether it's making a big block you know dunking on somebody or something there's there's nothing like that but when you break it down and you're in front of like 80,000 90,000 fans screaming and like especially when you're in a dome most of the time yeah. like you literally can't even hear yourself yeah. think yeah there, there's nothing like that uh, you know they're they're different um you know i can't pick one over the other of what i what i like better one thing i do like you know with football though is like this and truthfully is the following as far as a city and you know everything yeah. it's, it's unreal you know but chicago great great sports city all around but football i mean they love their bears so the bears are stronger than the bulls <laughs> following why, not, the 90s, not the nineties. Yeah, I mean, right now, like that's true. I would say, <laughs> you know, I I would say yes because the bear, like football, it, it's just you know in America, football yeah. really does rule. It runs things. Like the NBA is is right. You know, it's close, but football affects so many more people. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, it's got a lot of history and stuff. But and that's why um, I played football. Yeah, it's, it, it's a <laughs> that's great. That's the only sport. reason why. It, it was the number really one sport. Is. Well, I play because I was actually good in it. But, um, anyways, uh, we're not going <laughs> to. You guys are both crazy. Yeah, yeah speaking, yeah. From, coming from someone who was never in the NFL, no, you're he saying went that to the Hall too. Of fame. <laughs> he couldn't see me on the mic. Remember yeah. the other night? They just. Oh, right. Remember my, 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 my statue anyway, and hey, yeah. You can like, see the power of football. She's wearing a Jets, a Jets sweater. Yes. A, a, a Jets hoodie. That's true. Well, that's if the Jets were a basketball she, team, true. she would she's not true. be wearing that. True that's fan. not true. I just, that's not true. If I, I mean, I think that what I think to, to, you know, attribute to what you're saying or whatever the word is, um, I feel like football is more of a family sport. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's from generation to generation. Although I have to say, nowadays, and I'm, this is why I'm not a fan of fantasy football, and I know everybody likes it, whatever. But I think that nowadays that people, like, my nephews, right, like, they're Giants fans. For my nephew's birthday, he wanted a, a Dallas Cowboys jersey. It's like because they they see Des Bryant because they have them on their fantasy team and they're doing good. It's like they don't know what it is to go through the agony of being a fan of a team because no matter what, every team at some point loses a game, wins a game. You feel that emotion for a team, and now if it's you have a fantasy team, it's kind of like it, it. The emotion is spread thin, more thin. So I, that's why. I'm not a fan of. I'm glad, that. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up because you hate it's, it. it, it I, yeah, I just, most most football players I've encountered, like NFL players, do hate it. Yeah, I don't it, really find there, anyone. There's that actually likes a surprising it. amount that play fantasy football. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, the NFL <laughs> rule is like that it can't you can't have more than like a hundred dollars in a pool or something. But it's not about the money from that standpoint. But the reason I don't like fantasy football is because being a player, and then obviously you know from a fan standpoint or, or like. Then people try to tell you, like, oh, you're not doing your job because you didn't get me these points. Or, like, <laughs> they're all of a sudden an expert because they have, you know, the Ravens defensive line that just, you know, murdered the uh, Saints. the Saints offensive line tonight or whatever. So I, I'm not a fan of fantasy football. No, I, it's, I, it's, I, I You know, obviously it's good. It gets people interact, you know, and it, it draws them into the sport and makes them, you know, more aware. But, but it is. It's almost a lazy fan's way. But then then they think they know, like, (laughs) it's the same thing, like you just said, I have all these friends that never have talked to me about football, and now they have a fantasy team, and they're like, yo, I got this one, I got that, I can't believe all of them went from, yeah, and it's just like, you don't know anything okay, about football. Let me tell you let me tell you why this has happened. This is part of the reason why. Money. It all starts exactly. It all starts from the fact that teams started being unloyal to their players and then 
players started returning the favor and started just going for whatever big contract. So now people, some people are fans of a team or they just like that player and they don't like the team. So right. now it's like, okay, how do we monetize this? <laughs> fantasy football. Now fantasy football is a big thing. You can be a fan of a team. You can be a fan of a defense. You can be a fan of a player and not even be a fan of that particular team, but just be a fan of that player. Right. That's and that's why fantasy football because it's all about money. Crap. It is. Well, I want to speak to, before we get into Monday Night Football, to what Steph was saying earlier about, you know, not knowing the agony of being a true, like, fan of a team. For me, growing up in L.A., obviously, there was no football team when I was alive or when I could you know remember. the Rams or the Raiders? I was born in 85. Quit lying. You were born in 73. Don't lie to everybody that's watching. Uh, I'm no, joking. No, I was actually... That's better because she looked damn good for being born in 73. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that, Thaddeus. But anyways, it. so that's how, that's how I am. Yeah. That's how Welcome. I feel towards the Lakers. Obviously, we had a lot of really good years, and we really are sucking right now, but... I'm still going to be a Lakers fan. I'm still going to root for them no matter what. I will never start right. rooting for the Clippers. Or It doesn't start... matter that the Lakers suck right now. The right, Lakers have I'm banners. Saying... The Clippers have selfies. It, that's right, all that but matters. what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> right. the difference be- of somebody growing up in a city that didn't have football at that time period that I was alive. You know, versus for so for me, NBA basketball is my was always my number one. Thing. Right, but the no, the Dodger person that grows up, well, yeah, I love out, the Dodgers out. too. The but. person that grows up in a city that doesn't have a football team, I bet you has some other team they like. I mean, and, and again, USA, UCLA. Wait, but time out. Yeah, and but again, see, I didn't care no, for either wait, of those. Time either. out. One more. Ooh, that's all that there was. Can't though. even get my point. Go ahead, Steph Z. What I'm trying to say is, which I forgot now. No. I, it's that sugar. No. Sugar. If you sugar. don't have a we team. Sugar. Like, if you don't have a team in your city, people pretty much have a team. This is what I was going to say. You were born in 88, so you're young. So, for people like you that have all these internet and these fantasy things, I think it's just, it's a, t- it's a time thing. Yeah. It's like, we didn't have fantasy football. That's why we were fans. Maybe if when I was your age or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, fantasy football, maybe if that's all I knew, I would like it. So, I think it's, it's also just... Just a trend of the way things are going. No, I agree, and it promotes people rooting against their team. Because, for example, I had Which somebody I just playing. Can't do. I, had, I had someone on my fantasy team that was playing against the Chargers the other week, and I was like, "No, don't!" You know, getting mad at my team for scoring want, and wanting this team to score. It's like you know, and then I'm like, "No, that's my, like I should not be rooting against yeah, that my team." Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's what happens when you start playing fantasy football: is you root for that team that you have your player on and. And you have no just, allegiance to that. Team. Like the like, they're well, more well, like well educated because of it too. Right. You know, which is a plus. That's a that's a win win for the NFL. So, you know, we we're talking about like on a scale of how big it is. Right. Fantasy football and just everything with the marketing and all that. Like that in itself just shows you what a powerhouse the NFL is. And then also, you know, you have. Uh, 53 men on an active roster. Just think of how many families, friends that touches compared right. to, uh, what is it, 12 to 14 on an NBA roster right. active. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it's you know, you think of fantasy and the fact that it, it enables these players to make these, I guess, executive decisions and whatnot. It makes me think of, like, okay, Madden, all right? Has, yeah, yeah Madden or, or video Double games. Your mic again. Sorry, technical difficulties, guys. There you go. There we go. The We're mic is messing up. There you go. Yeah. That mic always <laughs> plays around. I'm just failing on the show today. I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, my God. No, the, 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 the headphones <laughs> are wrong. I think, I, think, <laughs> take you on the I think Kevin is embarrassing himself. <laughs> So the Ravens won. They beat the Saints 34 to 27. It was a really good game. Um, you know, ice up, son. Steve Smith throwing blood and guts everywhere. Smith Senior. <laughs> I love Steve Kevin. Talk about me again. That's Kevin just turned up the volume in my <laughs> microphone because he thinks it's funny. He's like five. Oh wait. Can you turn it back down? Time it's out. too loud. While you guys are fixing your microphones, you. um me and Daddy's had a fun time watching the games tonight. We met this really cool guy, Bo. It was his birthday. Bo. Happy birthday, Bo. Happy birthday, Bo. He was, you know, in this weird situation with his ex. He told us a little bit about his life. We want to okay. do that. It was right. a really nice guy. It was a nice, we had that girl just <laughs> kicking her out. But 
He was really nice, and we told him we'd give him a shout out. So there you go. Happy it's, birthday, Bo. So is Bo watching? Shout he out, Bo. Bo's yeah. watching. Bo. Thanks, Bo. The big two five. The big two five. They say, they Bo, say knows. Bo knows. Bo knows. Bo does Bo know. Knows. Anyways, that was it. I promised I had to do it. Go. So, as we were just talking about Steve Smith, um, Dale, you mentioned you really like him. I just think, like, you know, as far as a competitor and a teammate, how could you not want to play with someone like that? Exactly. And he's, you know, Baltimore is such a good fit. When they signed him, I was excited. I was like, you know, because in Carolina, they were saying he was on his way out and, you know, different things going on. And to see a player of that caliber having fun again it's like i i thoroughly enjoyed watching the ravens tonight because you know despite the score they they dominated the game yeah and just seeing a guy like that like you know work work as hard as he as he does but he's he's himself he don't care he's gonna get in his face you know he got in it with uh kenny vicaro mm-hmm. that's him but he's having fun and that's I, good to see. yeah i love him i think he's so great i don't know if you guys watched his post-game interview why are you laughing? Nothing. Huh? Okay, anyways. Did you, did you see his post-game interview? Yeah, I checked it out for sure. I was dying laughing the whole time. Yeah. He's just like, he said, like you said, he's himself. He says whatever he wants. He doesn't care. And he even said he, that when the Ravens like called him in, you know, said they wanted to sign him or whatever, they said, you know, we want you to be yourself. And he's yeah. like, perfect. That's, I want to do that. You know, Guys and maybe... Off it. You, can actually, it. you can actually read his lips a couple times. He said a couple things after that oh, fight. Yeah. <laughs> we saw that. He'll say whatever funny. he wants to whoever he wants. Do you guys know uh, when he started donning the Smith Sr. on the back of his When he went to the Ravens. When he went to the Ravens. Yeah. Because he's not Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's another Smith. Torrey Smith. Smith. He's, a, he's a receiver. He's the other. He's, oh, okay. he was the other yeah. one that scored. We saw that. So, but Steve Smith, he has a son, Steve Smith Jr. Why is he going yeah. so Smith? Is, is it because he yeah, has a son? He's got a little, he has yeah, a little guy, guy, right? A little guy. Yeah. Okay, I think that's great. I think that's awesome that he's actually. Thank you for that bit of uh, critical family. I don't think there. he would have changed uh, his jersey if there wasn't another same last name on the team, though. Just so you know. Oh, I don't not. think it was I that think it's way cool before. That he would have yeah. done it regardless. Now, I was, I was going to say, in regards to what you were saying, you know, um, we all know. Obviously, we know Steve Smith is a very emotional receiver. He, yeah, his right. emotions, and you know, you, a lot of times people people like that. But we've also seen that the history, um, you know, the league has a history of having outspoken receivers, mm-hmm. you know, that have been cancerous to their teams. So when you look at somebody like Steve Smith, who is a great baller, don't get it twisted. And at thirty five, he's doing things that. Our people 25 in the league aren't doing. Right. But do you, can you see that potentially as a problem for the Ravens as they get deeper and deeper into the season, potentially the offseason? No, I don't. And like the thing is, he doesn't if he doesn't bash his teammates, he doesn't bash his players. If someone's on the other side of the ball, he'll call them out, he'll say whatever. And you know, if he if if there's something that he doesn't like, you know, maybe there's some stuff that's voiced, but uh he doesn't tear down and you know those those players on his team. If anything, he tries to build them up, and he's a warrior. So mm-hmm. uh, you know people are going to listen, and he's out there sacrificing his body. You know, flying around, trying to make that extra extra block. Guys are going to feed off that. And you know, when you talk about a mentality of a team, uh, that's what the Ravens are. You know, that's how they've won Super Bowls, and that's how they're con- going to continue to get back there. Obviously, they have talented players too, but it's that swagger and it's that you know that meanness as well. So. I agree 100% there is a with that. Yeah, he's There's a very a scary meanness. looking player. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I don't like the Ravens. Well, the AFC, he mentioned too, the AFC North. He said the AFC North as the NFC East, Those, it's like big boy football. I think that's what he said. Like yeah. all those teams Dirty. in those, yes, in those divisions, it's like gritty, grind, like it's tough. It was football. like a hockey fight. We saw yeah, it was. It wasn't like a football scuffle. It was like almost a straight up hockey yeah, fight. Right, I mean, right. I think you see that watch. in any division. The, you know, you, you'll see the grind. Mm, the I don't know. About that. Not, 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 not like so. You see the helmet. You see the push. But this was like, uh, to me, it was different. It seemed more like a hockey fight. Yeah, it's a little more. Yeah, you know, Smash Mouth. Yeah, a little, a little more Smash. Dirty. A little more Smash Mouth yeah. football. Which I didn't. Which which is lacking in the NFC South. Yeah, as you'll probably have a team that's like six and ten that makes the playoffs this year. Well, that's the what NFC they South. were saying as well as like uh, they calculated in the likelihood of a team making it to the playoffs at five and eleven is like really high. That's that's insane. Yeah. I mean, but that, if you win that division, you're in. So exactly. <laughs> well, right now the Falcons are leading. Um, yeah, I and think they're what five? Aren't and, the Saints? Four and, nobody's at five hundred. Everyone's mm-hmm. below five hundred. Yeah, they're all yeah, below five hundred. Yeah, it's Falcons, Saints, Carolina, uh, and then Tampa Bay. Even Tampa Bay at two and 
whatever they are. They They're in two contention. Wins. Yeah. Yeah, they are two games out. I think they said two games back or something yep. ridiculous like that. first round and out. But you know what? You know, it kind of reminds you of, uh, I think I said this before, when uh, the NFC West was a weak division about three or four years ago, and you had the Steelers that made the playoffs with a 7-9 and nine record, and then, funny enough, took out the Saints in the first uh, in the divisional round. So, right. you know, you, you never know what can happen. I don't think a losing squad has ever made it to, like, the, you know, the, the conference championship game, but, you know. It'll so be, it's yeah. what you're saying, the Jets still have a chance? <laughs> Just kidding. What I'm saying is, the, <laughs> actually, can we can we have like a you know the certain words oh, you say and they're just like poison words. Just so you know, Dale, it always comes back to the Jets at some point and, or and another. The, and the Niners every other time. Every, yes, every third Jets time. I know. I can't believe Niners. I can't believe we're 25. Yeah. In. I know. 25 minutes in, and we haven't heard the 49ers out of your mouth. Because the thing is, the thing is, I, know, I don't, I don't, I don't have to talk about it. They're dominant. My team does the talking for me. <laughs> See, your what's team doesn't talk very well. What's the record right now? We're six and four. That's not quite dominant. That can't be right because we just not, had week twelve. <laughs> Bye week. They play on Thursday versus Seattle, right? Uh, they play this they Thursday. Do. That's they right, play this Thursday. Three on games. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Are you gonna tell me the record of my team or are you gonna no. let me continue? But that's on? not a dominant record. <laughs> I just did the like, math if, and then questioned if it. If they were like seven and three or eight and two. Actually you're then, wrong. They're seven and four. I know. I was making sure somebody was paying attention. That's all. Are you gonna tell me the record of your team? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you because you're wrong. Okay, first things first. Anyways, I don't wanna we don't wanna talk about the niners. Y'all brought it up. Y'all brought it no, up. No, let's so, get back to our Monday night football game that y'all we barely spoke about. So, as as you can see, we are in well, and I think Fantasy Guru actually was talking a little bit about the Niners as well. <laughs> about, <laughs> so, seriously. And, you know, I'm going to say this. We, we're right Did you now, call her Nancy Drew? Wait, what just happened? I, I missed no. something. He uh, said he's still going. <laughs> he's still going. I thought you were uh, really going to get back to Monday night football. I mean, yeah, we're trying to. I'm so lost Anyways, okay. We, we were talking about the NFC South and how horrible it is. Tonight we saw the Saints play. I mean, let, we'll start with you, Dale. You remember the Saints used to be a team that compare kind of like the Seahawks were last year where no one could beat them at home. Yeah. And you see then this season, they really, I mean, do you think that they finally just lost that home field dominance? I don't I don't think they've lost the home field dominance at all because, you know, that's that's a, that's an unreal place to play. Um injuries, you know, that's a big thing. Their secondary is beat up. Uh they I mean, they're struggling. They got to figure some things out for sure. Uh like I said earlier, despite the score, they got handled pretty pretty, pretty yeah. easily tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees, whenever you have him on the offensive side of the ball, anything can happen. But you have to protect him. Uh, you know, when when he gets pressured, it throws him off his rhythm. And you know, as a quarterback, he's still trying to make plays, so that's tough. But um, I, I don't want to say that they've lost that home field advantage. I think that they've got a lot of injuries. They've got receivers and stuff that are coming back. They don't really have a go-to guy. Colson obviously is, a, you know the career leader and our franchise leading receiver but um they just got to get guys healthy and really figure things out but you know you talk about playoffs if they get there they're a team that can knock off anybody so um yeah it's just about <laughs> figuring it out before that time because uh the season's winding down yeah. he threw that one pick six to hill uh <clears throat> and you know that's not something that's really reflective of you know breeze's elite status uh, was that really a protection thing, or was it? Was he? I can't remember if he if he was like uh, being hurried to pass that. He, he, you know, he threw it. I'm behind, trying to remember. He threw it behind Jimmy Graham on that one. Yeah, a little bit. but that's it's. You know, whether it was the pressure on that play, it's from the pressure that got to him before. Because yeah, you got that clock going off in your head. Like I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it. And if you know, if you if you're not necessarily completely set or comfortable, sometimes it's going to come out the wrong way. So, uh, you know, when when he can't get into to a rhythm, uh, there's going to be throws that happen like that. And Hill made a great play. You know, right, six, yeah. a big play in the game. And you know, the funny thing is, if you if you look at Drew Brees' stat line at the end of the game, yeah. 
I don't think is necessarily reflective of someone that sucked. You know, 35 for 45, 420 yards, three touchdowns. I yeah. mean, that that if you just look at that, you're like, man, this dude just dominated the other team. Yeah. And you know, granted, some of those some of those passes were you know uh, you know five yard drops to uh, running backs and things of that sort. They weren't all downfield. But I think honestly, and they did this a little bit tonight. But you have to utilize Jimmy Graham more. Jimmy Graham only had I, I six receptions. Six receptions for forty seven forty seven yards. Yeah. Now he did have those two, two touchdowns. Well, one of those touchdowns came in pretty much the end of the game when it yeah. really didn't matter right. anyway. But right. you know, I, that's that's your big play guy who also came from playing basketball mm-hmm. as well. But um, you know, my thing is when you have the, arguably the best tight end in the game right now. I feel that you have to find any way possible to get the ball into his hands, and I just did not see a lot of that. I mean, red zone, yeah, you saw them taking a lot of, um, you know, going to Jimmy Graham a lot, but you just have to get him involved. Especially because they even made a point to say that the Saints, well, I don't know. It's, I I can't really, I don't know if it's necessarily any offensive um Issues though. I mean, yes, they're they're without Brandon Cooks, but other than that, who else are they missing offensively? I think like biggest thing with that is you know um, protection because the Saints they're going to throw the ball, you know, and if you protect your quarterback um, and give Drew Brees time, it's going to open up a lot of things because you have to change your scheme and he's he can make checkdowns. He has time to go to his second option because every play has. A read whether it's built in for cover two on this side right. and a cover three beater on this side, and when you can't check your uh, you know when you can't check those those uh, different reads in the progression because of pressure, it, it makes it tough, and I, you know it just throws the throws the uh, offense off. Their offensive line is obviously struggling, so yeah. and um, you know they've got some guys who haven't played huge minutes, I guess, um, and taking one receiver out of a rotation changes it for everybody you know which is a which which it makes a difference as well but um yeah i mean i I just think that uh you know they 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 just got to figure it out up front because that's where it always boils down to offensive and defensive line they control the game yeah i mean because you saw drew Brees. obviously we know he's an amazing quarterback and can throw bombs down the field and connect with his receivers like Mm -hmm. you know nobody else in the league but yeah i i agree with you i think that probably um, was the biggest factor for them because, like you said, um, Kevin. Obviously, you look at his stats, and it's like you would never think that that was the losing quarterback. Yeah, you know, yeah. throwing for four hundred twenty yards. But you know, the funny, the rare thing with Breeze. I'm so sorry, Steph. No, okay. Actually, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, but no, the rare thing with someone like Breeze or somebody like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're waiting for it. Or someone with like like Manning, you mm-hmm. know, pass happy quarterbacks, or I don't say pass happy, but prolific um, quarterbacks. You know, you'll see similar things with Peyton. You know, Peyton will go 35 for 40, 45 or something, throw for three, 400 yards and still lose. And I think part of the reason is is because with quarterbacks like that, a lot of the offense relies heavily on their shoulders right. and doing. So, you know, it's understandable how he can put up incredible stats like this in a loss. But I still think if you have a quarterback that's throwing for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, then something, there's a crackdown somewhere. You shouldn't be losing ball There's games. definitely a breakdown. Speaking of running the ball, you know the biggest run of the night was from a uh, 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 wide receiver, which, which was from Morgan, Morgan on the end of round. He had the end of round six, for 67, 67 yards, yards. Yeah. and that was the most yardage, rush yards they had the whole game. So that, right, they they rushed for 128 yards, and the Ravens rushed for 215. Yeah, yeah. 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 real quick before we move on, I'm gonna I want to go back to Drew Brees because me and Thaddeus were talking while we watched the game tonight. I, do you guys agree with us in in we were saying that? Drew Brees is kind of an underrated quarterback, though. Like, you think of it, like, is he in the same conversation always with the Peyton Manning? Absolutely. Yes. I think it's just not known. There's four quarterbacks He's who are, like, at the top of the ranks. And I don't who are think they? touching them right now. I think, like, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's those four. And, like, not taking away anything from, like, Cap or, you know, like Russell Wilson and those guys. But... Those four have been doing it for so long, and you know any of these quarterbacks are going to agree with it too. That they're just at a level that cannot be touched right now. But is I it because Drew yeah, Brees doesn't have uh, the same supporting cast? On a good day, I would throw Andrew Luck in that too. Think so, he's you know? been there, but he's too young. These guys yeah. are. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, the they're vets, and what we, me and Steph were talking about it was just like amongst the elite. How it's almost like 
and under being underrated amongst the elite, just within the skill set of him being him himself. I don't and agree with that. Supporting yeah. cast. I mean, we're because talking about his supporting cast hasn't been. Uh, I never, what? I never hear people not mention his name when they speak of elite quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes Every it's time. you're, saying, that you're so, saying within the elite ranks yes, of those four, yes. he gets lost in translation. Exactly. Yes. And yes. those yes. records, yes. you got to look at yes. records. It, you know, the, 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 all the other quarterbacks are on winning teams right now. It's right. like, it's like you can mention somebody. It's not really that he's mentioned. It's almost like how sometimes. It's kind of like almost yeah. like it's, he's he's breezed over. No pun intended. But you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? You know, it's kind of... It's, mm. it, it, he is almost like when you start talking like about the... That. Uh, that, the oh, when you're talking yeah. about the elite, yeah. it's kind of like you got Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, you got two, Drew, Drew, Drew Brees too. And then you got, you know, and you, you know, you talk like that. Aaron Rodgers is killing it. But they they kind of just kind of just like hey, yeah, over, over, over yeah. Drew Brees. Well, yeah, you know like and I think he's much better than they give him that, you know. But you also have to look at this when you look at Manning and Brady, particularly postseason, those people are gods in the postseason. I mean, every postseason, I mean, the last decade or so. Um, Rodgers, I mean, he's still kind of the newer bunch out of the out of the Brady and Manning because they've been in there significantly longer than him, right? But I think really it's more postseason. Uh, you know, the deeper you go in the postseason, the postseason, success. postseason really validates your eliteness, especially as a quarterback. As a quarterback, mm-hmm. yeah. So, right, Drew, but, Bur- go ahead. Sorry, but even when even when the three of or the four of us went. And we talked about our top three quarterbacks. I don't think anybody put Drew Brees in there. We didn't. Not one of us that's said it. That's what I'm so talking that's about. That's what I'm saying. It's totally well, within. But, like we know he's an elite quarterback. He needs more but, endorsements. But if there's four, <laughs> right? But if there's he four, he's number four. Is he Levi yeah, too? Four, no. So that's what I'm saying. He he's right. in that. In that, that class. class. Right. In that class. And, that's, it, that's, and Dale hit the nail on the head by saying those other three quarterbacks are on winning teams. That is why right. they're spoken about with a higher. Mark than Drew Brees is right now. If he, if you rewind a couple years when the Saints were dominating everyone, yeah, he would have been probably thought of as the number one, number two quarterback. But also, you got another thing. Yeah, another, another reason and then I think they he's, lost the coach for a year. Yeah, they did bounty I, scandal. I, I, no, but I Anyways, wonder if. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you wonder because the yeah, beginning of the fall. because once yeah, once Sean Payton was gone that year uh, amid the the uh, bounty scat scandal allegations bounty or accusations, gate. whatever it was, bounty gate. You know, I don't think the Saints when he even when he returned, they never quite they rebounded the from same. that. They have not been the same, you yeah. know, and they haven't marched in the same. That was a joke. Nope. Uh, what was that? That was a joke. What their uh, oh, bounty thing was a joke. Well, that's all. That's uh, we're not going to get into conspiracies. Uh, but, I think. I think no, it's not a conspiracy. It was a joke. It was like, yeah, you go knock this guy out. I'll give you. What? What, what, what were you going to say, Oh, I was just saying with you know the Saints' offense. You know, one thing that goes unseen a lot of times is the staff that's behind it. And this is going to transition into you know with Baltimore too. But uh, Aaron Cromer, who's now at Chicago, he's a great offensive coordinator, great offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Chicago last year had one of the best offenses in the league. You know, once he came, obviously Tress and everyone is there too. And then you talk about something like uh, with the Ravens. Kubiak, who came from the Texans, who had an amazing run game down there. And, you know, obviously he had a rough year um, his last year there, but changing the run game without Ray Rice, you know, Forsett was, you know, unreal today, but the offensive line did a great job. So those are also things that you got to look at, too, that. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't really pay much because you don't hear a lot about the staff changes it's mentioned in the media one day and then it's gone. But you know, the coaching—it's—it's it's all schemes and that stuff. It makes such a such a difference too. Speaking of Ray Rice, <laughs> <laughs> I know that he's pissed after watching tonight's game because he definitely—he's like, they're not going to take me back. Worst that is balling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't think they're going to take him back regardless. No, I know they are. But it's like, you know, that's, you Clearly know. Clearly they're still performing. You know, Forsett, he balled his little tail off tonight. I got to give it to the guy. He did his thing. Uh, he was he was hitting those seams. I mean, they, the line, as you mentioned, Dale, their line was doing their thing tonight as well. But he was he was hitting some of those seams were really, really tight. And he He's just, patient. He just, yeah, he was patient. Yeah. He squeezed through. Big and goes. then he just, he just bounced and just rolled out. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
And, 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 you got to give him it, credit also for, th- for his runs. Yeah, I was saying, in addition to patience, you know, and, and being able to elude defenders, you know, some of his yards after contact, you know, after the first defender came or whatnot, he was able to pack on a lot. And uh, this was just crazy. He uh, The stat that I, I, I noticed, but he averaged 8.3 yards yeah. Yeah. per carry crazy. tonight, which is unheard of. Crazy. You know, Well, he's yeah. actually leading the league in most yards per rush right now with 5.4 above Jamal Charles. Charles, Kyrie Robinson, and Arian Foster. Is that after tonight? No, that was, was, that was actually tonight. coming into tonight. Really? Yeah. He was thinking, so now that he added 8.3, that's incredible. Wow. But I think well, that's, let's, let me ask a question then. Do you think that Justin Forsett is kind of like the comeback player of the year? Ooh. Well, you know, I, 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 that's a good question. They got come back. for two of them. Steve Smith's having a good year, too. Yeah. I think, like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I, I Obviously, he's putting up some really good numbers, as we just discussed. He's holding his own. He, yeah, he's definitely on it. Especially, it's hard to come in there after your all-pro running back is gone. You know, those are big shoes to fill. But, um, you know, I, I think he stepped up well in the absence of Bryce. And I would say he's a candidate, maybe, for comeback player of the year. I, I'm, I wouldn't give it to him so quickly, though. Yeah, uh, yeah early. But I think a lot of people think he's like a you know so new to the league, like a rookie. But he's a vet. He's been right. around for a but long time. But he just time. has kind of bounced around from yeah, team to team. Yeah, that's just the thing. Getting it, getting in the right situation and like getting that opportunity to get out on the because there uh, like there's no getting around it too. There's some gamers out there. You know, obviously he puts in the hard work. But um, yeah, it was it was just fun to watch because he's had a crazy journey. You know, so I it, it, it was really fun to watch him play tonight. Yeah, he even said too in his post game interview that. You know, before signing with the Ravens, he was about to, you know, he thought he was done with football. He was like, maybe I got to start getting a nine to five or something. You know, he was that close to being completely done. And, you know, he decided to make that that decision. And obviously it was a really good decision for him. And it just goes to show what kind like you said earlier what kind of a coach Gary Kubiak is. He's, you know, runs the West Coast offense, which um, Steve Smith was saying this is like his fifth different kind of offense in his career that he's had to learn and he feels like he you know can pick up these things really easily and that he feels like he fits really well into this offensive you know pattern that they have going so I think that that is a testament to these players successes as well do you guys agree with that yeah Yeah, I definitely agree I mean I I, I think you can also attribute that to just a, a bad Saints defensive effort tonight as well um, why he shined, but uh, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, I think Q- the effort was there. The execution was not. They just struggled yeah. on one-on-one coverage. Yeah. They, yeah. they could not match yeah. up with the Ravens at all. Steve Smith was beasting. We'll just say that much. Yeah. And he, man, he, that guy just has a grimace in his face when he, like, well, I'm, okay, this is the quote that he said after the game. He says, <laughs> "I love to look in the eyes of all of my victims, but before I take, take their, their lunch, lunch money." money. <laughs> yeah, he, the guys <laughs> got the guys dying. got a thing out of that. That's kind of yeah, it was dying. pretty. It was pretty funny. That kind of seemed like he was a bully, though. Like in like in school, you know, he would just come up to you because he's you know he, he he looked like he suffered from like maybe short man complex. Well, yeah, he's five up. nine exactly. Exactly. So, you know, he always had to prove himself and be the tougher person. And you, you kind of see that when he plays yeah, as well. Because yeah. he feels uh, like right. it just, he always plays with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He's always but it angry. works. It works you know? in the, in at least this season, it's been working for him very well. Yeah. Um, right. But I agree with you. He does kind of play with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's where the passion and emotion comes from. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, Dell had said earlier, you know, he uses that to motivate his team, you know. So yeah. it's not like he's. You yeah, know, fighting. Uh, you know, fighting against them. He's fighting with them. He's. I, I played. I, w- I, w- I was uh, in Carolina for you know a brief stint with Steve Smith and my. F- I think one of my favorite players to be around. Honestly, he was unreal. Like just like he says there. I, I remember we were doing wide receiver drills and I'm I'm holding the bag. I was like, you know, I will hold the bag for. You. He's like, all right. Well, if you hold this bag, you're gonna get popped in the. Mouth, you know, like yeah. just like, like I mean, okay. he attacks, but you gotta love it. And he's he's an intense guy, but he's a great person, you know. And that's something that you know you never want to see get lost, and right. like the, the 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 battling, the fighting, whatever. He he's an amazing person as well. One thing you have to also say, he's not um, 
one of those prima donna receivers that doesn't block downfield on run plays. Nah, yeah. You can see him go, he'll go in there yeah. and he just smash mouth and put his head down and he'll yeah. block the heck out of somebody yeah. to help, you know, ground. break that RB loose. So you're like, this dude is about it. Yeah. He's he about really it. Is. Yeah, he's about that life. Yeah. You you played for Carolina for a little bit, so um what do you think I don't know, this I may be reaching on this thought, but do you think the kind of overall mentality and just the environment there maybe is just not not necessarily the best environment for players. I mean, you see Cam Newton struggling right now. They're not really doing very well as a team. Steve Smith, obviously, you know, there was a lot of issues when he was there. I I don't think that, I really don't think that at all. Like, every situation, there's always change. So there's always a growth period and there's always an adjustment period. And whether it's a change in offense, you know, like coordinator, head coach, whatever it is, a general manager, they're going to bring in their own guys. So I think, you know, with that, they have a completely different receiving core. Like, you know, some of the guys Mm -hmm. who were there, like Ted Ginn's in Arizona, you know, guys who had great LaFell, like, they, they changed. Changed up their yeah. their offense a lot. Um, you know, Carolina's got a lot of talented players. I don't think that you know anything's gone. I think it's just a, an adjustment, finding finding the right fit, uh, finding the right mix of players. But they're, they're talented, and you know, at the at the end of the season, you know they you know they're they're right there potentially to be able to do some things. But you know they'll figure it out. Now I was, I was gonna say you know Steve Smith when he was on the Panthers he was he kind of stepped into that leadership role mm-hmm. because he's the veteran he obviously is a gifted athlete he knows do you uh, with I guess Carolina now and with Smith's absence do you think Newton is doing a good job at being a leader or do you think maybe he needs to step up his leadership skills there? I think Cam is, you know, I, th- I definitely think he's a leader. Um, he might not be as outspoken as some other people or people would like him to be. And you just got to know that there's a lot of things that go into it. And there's so many things that go on behind the scenes. And that's what's tough, you know, with football. Like, it's easy to place blame on, like, this guy, like, that guy. But they, there's a lot of, vari- a lot, a lot of variables. So, um, you know, I think I think Cam is an amazing talent. He's a, he's a great person, a great player. And uh, whenever you have someone like that on your team, you know that you know if it's a rough season okay the next season things can be amazing if you look at carolina the year the previous year you know ron rivera it was on his way out the door they thought then he got coach of the year so that's that's one thing things can change in an instant in this league there's a lot of talent it's just finding you know you know just the right mix of players and changing a few things you know, the game is one off of turnovers and big plays right. and that's what big plays is big what plays. kept new orleans in the game tonight that's right. mm-hmm. completely so if you can make those happen whatever way it fits into your scheme or uh, you know turnovers and big plays you've got a chance to have a lot of success. I think Cam Newton, and we talked about this earlier this season, I think Cam Newton is one of the most talented quarterbacks yet to be proven to be elite. Once he gets some years under his belt Mm -hmm. and he gets some more wins under his belt, and they can figure some stuff out down there. But as far as raw talent as a quarterback, I think this guy's one of the most talented guys in the league. I I may have to beg to differ as far as just raw talent as a QB. I think RG3 definitely just just raw athleticism. broken. He is. But we're not talking about raw players. I'm talking about <laughs> talent as a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not talking about like just a pocket pass, just, like just, someone just, who's just someone who can do, he can do it all. About too, Cam, yeah. what he came into in North Carolina, like if he would have mm-hmm. been given a better team, he maybe could have had that growth by now. Right. But he, you know, was given a situation that was, you know, not the greatest to start with. He killed yeah. it as a rookie, but too. But that's when he what came I'm in. saying. He mm-hmm. killed that it when he came yeah, in. Yeah, he killed it. So for him to go rookie records and everything. All right, like well, Dale, you mentioned you have some other positive things going on outside of football. You want to talk about some of that with us? And I, uh, yeah, so, you know, obviously still training. Football is a priority. Uh, really starting to get into the modeling and entertainment industry, uh, print commercial work. Uh, it's just something that I really, you know, I enjoy. It's it's so different than football. And I've caught so much crap from different teammates already. Like, man, what you doing walking on runways, doing all this? But, you know, for me, it's not really about, like, the image. Like, 
I don't really care what other people think. If it's something I want to do, you know, I'm going to do it. Um, get that money, boy. You got to get that money. Get that money. Got to have options. So, yeah. uh, LA is a great place to be, you know. So I, I've I've met some great people who put me in good positions, and it's it's kind of refreshing going after something that I'm I don't know. And like in that world, like in athletics, I've always you know been been that guy. And this one, I'm creating something from scratch. But, um, yeah, so I'm doing that. and It's a totally different animal. It is. Even it, though it's all entertainment, it's, 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 an, it's, an, it's another animal to tackle. It's the, the, the sensibilities and everything is a little bit different. Yeah, I don't know completely. if you've been watching America's Next Top Model. <laughs> I was going to say, Keith. <laughs> and, I hope he wins. You're right. Keith Carlos, he played for the Giants, and he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. He was a receiver, and... Uh, he's doing really well. He's like in the top four right now. Yeah. And uh, he's being projected to either win or at least be in the final two. Now, this is a guy who stepped out of, you know, athletics and and whatever, and it's like, I'm just going to go for what I know and just start modeling and start doing his thing. So, And he's doing well, and And I think he's going to work a lot. two challenges in a row and got best photo. (laughs) I I got to brush up on my American Best Top Model. Yeah, I guess me and Steph are the only ones that are lost right now. I love that show. It's a good show. It's a a good show. But that just goes to show. I cover it here at After Buzz TV. You guys can catch me here on Mondays. Hey, check it out. That's why he's always late. The NFL is a great platform, though. It is. And if you can leverage that and I think that's what you know a lot of players need to start realizing um, you know I've had you know ups and downs but if you can leverage that yeah you can have a lot of success and you, you don't have to break down so many doors in different fields so uh, you know and that's you know that's something that you know I've, I've utilized and I've had success and I'm not where I want to be but uh, I definitely know I'm in the right direction yeah and football is my number one priority you know no question about it um, but I'm more than just a football player. I'm more than just an athlete. So if I can make an impact and do things I love and then also affect people in a positive way outside of it, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, of affecting politicians. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy game because there's a buddy of ours that came and uh, he guested here, not on this show, but on another show, um, another sports show we did. His name is Derek Hagan, and he's like one of the all-time leading receivers for Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was a free agent when he came in here right before the season. He wasn't picked up. He didn't know. He was like, I'm just, I'm just waiting, just yeah. waiting, just waiting. And he finally got picked up by the Titans like right before the season. So, yeah. so that's where he's at. But, you know, it, it is that game. And it's like, it's like when you're waiting to get picked up and you don't know what's going to happen, then you kind of want to have your ducks lined up just in case. Yeah. You know, cause he was like, well, it might be going into the commentating world. So we actually had him as a guest commentator here a couple yeah. times just cause he was like, well, I wouldn't mind stepping into that. You know, mm-hmm. obviously I played sports for, for years right. and he's an articulate guy, good smile, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you definitely is, is smart that you're actually exploring other possibilities of yeah, potential. Cause that you when, have. when it stops, it stops, you know, athletics and, um, you know, I, I do feel that I'll have, you know, the opportunity to, to sign back on with the team, but you, you just got to be prepared and then, uh, I don't know, but it's exciting for me. I'm not stressing. I'm staying in shape and I'm having fun. So. Yeah. Now, real quick, though, um, you were telling me earlier how Tino was like, <laughs> Go ahead. real quick, uh, you, you explained earlier something I really admire, you know, about the fact that you're, you're using the NFL brand to influence and give back uh, and do things, um, you know, with the community and kids and things of that sort. Uh, what, what were some of the the ideas or, or what were some of the things that you wanted to, um, you know, that you wanted to get involved with? Yeah, so my biggest thing, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, I, I want to have success in, you know, the modeling, the, the acting, you know, all these things. It's something I enjoy, but, you know, I really want to utilize it, have success in this field, but then I want to go back to the NFL and really try to work with players and educate them on just utilizing what you have when you have it, you know, striking while the iron's hot, utilizing, you know, this platform to have success in so many other fields because it's it's foreign to everybody. You know, all you know is athletics your whole life. Yeah. And no one tells you like, yeah, you're in the NFL, you know, do this, mm. this, this, this. But they don't they don't really educate you on how you can use that brand because you're beating up your body, you're tearing it down, you know. Yeah. Um, by the way, just just Mike, just make sure just pull it back a little bit it. now. It's now a little back too close. A little bit. My so, bad. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, that's that's one of my goals, and, and it's going to take some time, but I, I'm definitely on the right path. But I want to go back, and I, I want to educate players who have been in positions of, you know, I have. I've got countless friends who have been in the league for years, and they, they don't know what to do. They, right. they, they can't right. fill out a resume, you know, or wow. they don't have a resume because you don't have a resume in the real world. You, you can't just put, like, football, you know, but you can use that. <laughs> to make a lot more things show up right. on there. So that and then, uh, you know, just just uh, different charities, foundations. You know, my sister's disabled, and that's something that, uh, you know, I really want to start giving back to. Um, I don't know, but just, just making an impact. You know, I just I, – I have a goal. I have a mission, and it's bigger than football. It's bigger than modeling. It's bigger than acting, you know, so. Hey, man. That's great that you have that <laughs> hey motivation. Man. And, that, and that's, that's something that's personal that actually drives you. Yeah. Um, and what actually – help you you know giving back is you actually end up receiving by giving back it's just like the natural spiritual law but you don't actually give when you give from a good a place where you're not trying to get back yeah and that's when you really receive which is mm-hmm. which is really funny and it, it, like generously. I, yeah and it's good that you want to give back and educate some of the players because everybody knows the nfl stands for not for long yeah <laughs> it, it's, it's fast and, you know, and a career and i'm not I, you know by no means a primetime player but you know i'm smart and uh Shoot, I've been at the low points, and you know, you know, I've been at high points. Uh, so, if if there's anything I can do, um, you know, I I think that's like my due diligence to give back to you know different teammates or part of the union, you know. So that's awesome, man. Last yeah. question: What if the Jets wanted to sign you? Chalk <laughs> uh, it up. I'm, you know, let's sit me down. Let's wait. Go wait the I'll, even I'll more important question, because this is on my bucket list to watch on the field. Yeah. Like, if you get signed with the Jets, can I come watch? You can field? come watch. Sideline passes, everything. We're going to the club I'll after. Be a, yeah, I'll after be a Jets buzz. fan Wait if they'll get signed <laughs> to them. You said and what so. number would you wear? Uh, well, I... 13 is my number. Lucky, okay. lucky number 13. Kind of like Stevie 13. Johnson does. That's right. 49ers. One word to describe Odin Beckham Jr.'s catch. I don't know if I can say a word that describes it. (laughs) Unreal. (laughs) Unreal. Perfect. All right, so let's get into predictions. Oh, yeah. Predictions. Where's our music? Alexis, where you at? That's all right. I got you. (laughs) Prediction. 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 Yeah. Get it. There we go. I like the light effect. This is nice. Prediction. So, oh, the so Dale, so let's every talk about, week, can yeah. you guys let me talk for a second? Jeez. Oh, wow. Yes, every week we predict, obviously, next She's Monday night edit. football. Uh, she is I am, oh, I am the host of this show, and I'm just trying what to get a few, the a few the words <laughs> out here. Um, we predict next Monday sh- uh, game, obviously. Don't do it, Kevin. I seriously I will throw something at you. <laughs> um, and then we also predict... The teams that played tonight, so the Ravens and the Saints, who they, whatever team they play next, will decide, will pick who we think is going to win those games too. So we'll start with next Monday is the Dolphins at the Jets. Who are you taking? Yeah, Dolphins. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, it's, in, it's in uh, wherever they play. New York it's, Jets. Yeah. MetLife Met Stadium. Yeah. Met okay. Um, and then Saints at Steelers. Oh wow. That's tough. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh and the reason why, their run game. I mean, yeah. Bell is he's, smart choice. You know, at Michigan State, he was a beast. You know, he's great NFL running back. They got the one-two punch. I think I got Steelers on that one. Nice. I agree. And then Ravens versus Chargers. Where is it? Ravens. No. Doesn't matter. Huh? Chargers are going to win. Is it in San Diego? No. As I said, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens are playing well right now. They they put on a, a good show tonight, but uh, you know I, I'll go with their defense and their defensive line against the offensive. I don't know. Actually, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I got a lot of good you know good friends with the Chargers. I, I got Ravens on that one. <laughs> okay. Ravens. All What's right, Steph. Those were the three. Dolphins at Jets, we already know who you're picking. The Jets. Saints at Steelers. The Jets are going to win, and they're going to beat the team that beat you 37-0. to zero. That's a, This is gonna, a reoccurring know, thing, everyone, huh, the 37-0. Yeah, that's, that's the only, that's thing, the only thing she has to, to say. And I guess she's so perturbed, and I Well, because it. it's just, they like jacking up Magic Because the Jets are so yeah. bad that it's just like, Santa. that one loss, she's the only thing she can bring up, but my Look team is much magic. better. She's We're so bad. We're make it to the playoffs. She's so bad. But you know what I just thought of? Good teams don't lose 37-0. to 
Every that, okay. Just oh anyway. You're so annoying, Kevin. And I'm gonna um, pick the Saints Ravens. at Steelers. Did you choose? I already chose the Steelers. Okay, and, the and then you take the Ravens. Okay, so Kevin, go ahead. We all picked the Steelers last week. Yeah, we all picked the Steelers already. Because so remember, they have a bye this week, yeah. so we already we, oh, okay. so we, yeah, we all picked the Steelers. Okay, so Kevin, Dolphins or Jets? Do I need to answer that? Dolphins. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I'm assuming you're taking the Ravens. Yeah, oh, especially after the game tonight, they they got a lot of momentum all going right. on. Thaddeus. <sighs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to make a Jets bet. I wanted to go with them too. I kind of want to go with them. I wanted just to be like J E T S Jets Jets Jets, but it just him. didn't feel right. It's, so it is, it. It's, See? It's in New York. I heard it. I'm gonna go with the Jets this week. Yeah. They don't even know where their starting quarterback is going into next week right now. I mean, okay, Anyways, great. The Raiders won last week. Ravens or Chargers? So, hey, that's a good team. Anyway, I'm gonna let you have one team in the Bay, and that's San Francisco, and that's it. Ravens or Chargers? Ravens. All Ravens right. and Steelers. Ravens, Steelers, Well, Jets. we can share it together, considering we're the only two that ever show up to watch the game together. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry that I... Anyway, moving on. I want the Dolphins and the Chargers, obviously. Okay, so no. let's talk about where our uh, records are so far based on these pass picks. These no, actually, well, we have to wrap it up. Pick, so, oh. Did you pick um, the Ravens or the Saints tonight? I picked the Ravens. He did? Did he? Yeah, I did. Yes. Of course, they so won. You two had the same picks. Yeah. yeah. And we and I picked the Eagles, so I'm with you guys. I was one and one, and he lost both. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what was, what was All right, that? we're going to have to bring up our standings next because no, we we're don't. being told to wrap. So. I'm still a wrap game up. up. I'm you need that box off the right Chappelle now. show. They're yeah. wrapping yeah, up. Yes, so you know? Dale Moss, thank you so much for being uh, here with us. I appreciate Tell everyone where they can find you, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, your website. Dale Moss on Instagram is Dale Moss 13 Twitter at Dale Moss, officialdalemoss.com. Check me out. Yes, nice thank you. Word. And the rest of you guys, tell them. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Steph Z with an F. Yup. And you can find me on that was an intense F. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Kevin John or on my website www.itskevinjohn.com. Club Thaddeus, Instagram, Twitter. Boom. And you can yeah. find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tina Cap. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Bye. Was that the Charger guys? From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Really? They're seven and four, yeah. Damn. Buzz, Buzz you later. I stop. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.